These are the facts. The world is in trouble, but we're going to straighten it out. We are going to build the wall, okay? Don't worry. America first. Together, we will make America great again. That's what I do. I fix things. We're going to straighten it out. Time now for Unprecedented, our weekly look at the White House with White House watcher Adrian Collins, who joins me. Adrian, welcome. Thanks very much, George. Uh, what was the big news this week, do you think, from Trump? This week is a story that has been giving him a lot of trouble in the last little while. It's Flynn and Russia again. So a couple of months ago, he appointed Flynn as a security advisor and has he had to go because of connections to Russia. General Michael Flynn said earlier this week that he'll testify essentially if he gets immunity. Now, that's bad news for Trump because we spoke last week about the kind of chaos around this investigation into Russia and what was going on with it. And now the main reason why Devin Nunes, who's the head of this committee, why he was trying to stop it was they were trying to essentially figure out their story. And now Flynn is getting involved here. And as his lawyer said, he has a story to tell but that he has to get immunity before he'll speak well, to anyone. I mean, I must say, you're swallowing the liberal agenda <laughs> wholesale on this one because, I mean, it's customary pretty well. And if you look back at Clinton and Clinton aides, and immunity is part and parcel of giving evidence in these cases. I mean, really, if Flynn is certainly isn't the first public servant. See, if he were, it's a story. But he's about the 121st civil servant to ask for immunity in the last 12 years, perhaps. Well, George, I'm glad you brought up the liberal agenda because it wasn't the liberals at all who were talking about immunity and whether or not they need to get it. Here's a quick audio clip of General Flynn himself saying that if you get immunity, it's because you're guilty. The very last thing that John Podesta just said is no individual too big to jail. That should include people like Hillary Clinton. I mean, five people around her have, had, have been given immunity to include her former chief of staff. When you are given immunity, that means that you've probably committed a crime. So, you know, I don't know how he can sit there and say something like that with all of the, the things that have been going around, just swirling around Hillary yeah. Clinton with her emails. Yeah, of course you're right. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, of course you're right. He said it. But yeah. what he also did is he confirmed what I said is that a ton of aides under Hillary Clinton uh, sought immunity also. Now, he happened to think at the time because he was pretty comfortable about the whole thing, uh, twisting it just a bit. But nevertheless, the point about the issue of immunity when testifying is not rare in America. No, it's not. But if you're going to go out and say, I think if you ask for immunity that you've committed some sort of crime, then don't go asking for immunity a hot minute later when things have started to fall around your head. But it wasn't just him. We have we have a couple of more audio clips. All right, okay. President Trump himself said this on the campaign trail. Her aides took the Fifth Amendment and her ringleaders were given immunity. And if you're not guilty of a crime, what do you need immunity for, right? Have you ever seen anything so corrupt in your life? Have you ever seen a greater embarrassment to our country? 
a corrupt embarrassment, George. No, no. Like, <laughs> hold on, I'm not actually defending it, right? Okay. But what I'm trying to say here is that this is part of an American political process that needs fixing, point one. Point two, nobody in their right mind thinks that, and I never did. I simply said Trump was going to win the election. That's all I said. Mm. Um, but the fact that Hillary Clinton couldn't beat Trump is a testament to how bad a candidate Hillary Clinton was. Now, that's over and done. The election's over, even though Hillary can't get over it. Last week, she was making make another speech on some college campus, and she's making cracks about Trump. She can make all the tracks she likes. Trump is in the White House, and she's not. It's like the fellas complaining after losing the cup final. One guy's have the medals, and the other don't. Now, in the case of Flynn... Flynn is in trouble. He took money from guys. Also, Now, did he? And if you were to read, and there is a liberal media and there's a conservative media. Absolutely. And so there ought to be. The problem in Ireland really is we don't have that divide in the media. In Ireland, we just have a liberal media. So therefore, we're not used to it. More difficult for us. Mm. We can't turn on uh, television one and get one story and television two get a different version of the same story. But it beggars belief that in some way Donald Trump has been a sleeper agent of the Soviet Union for the last 20 years and they've got him in the White House. I don't think it's this case that he's a sleeper agent. But if you were to read the liberal media, you would yeah, believe it. You would, of course. If you were to read the other side of the story, you'd believe that Obama had him tapped up because he thought him and Putin were meeting in a secret to destroy the entire American lifestyle. I'd say they did believe that. Well, I don't think they did. What, what they believe, and I... I'm fairly certain is what they're sure of is as 17 intelligence agencies have said now some of them are you know the Marine Coast Intelligence Agency whatever but they're all together on this Russia was involved in the election that's through spreading of fake news fake news as he loves to say it online and that's through influencing people's view of what happened and the story and spreading news about you know Hillary Clinton being a murderer and all these types of all things Alright do you believe and this is a key question when you read America influence, or sorry, Russia influenced the American election, do you believe that the Russians f fixed the electronic voting machines so that every vote for Clinton became a vote for Trump? No. Right, but so, like, that's like saying the uh, Fox News influenced the election. Which they did. Yeah, but of course they did. You know, I mean, that's because, I mean... There was a famous election. I can't remember which it is because I'm so old. But the, the, the Independent backed, I think it was Bertie. The Independent came out and they said, we're backing Bertie for the election, right? Mm. And Bertie won the election. The, the, the Independent group of newspapers influenced the election. Eamon Dunphy went on television on another one. Uh, I, I forget again which election. But Eamon Dunphy went on primetime television and said, I'm backing whoever the hell he was backing. And he influenced the election. That's what media do. They influence things. Media within the country. The Irish Independent. Right, not the Russia Today network or the Russian-backed Fox. You know, I've not Russian, not backing Fox News, but basically through social media, through spreading all these lies, you're available. You're able to create enough kind of smoke and mirrors around Clinton that forty percent of people, as we've said a couple of times in this podcast, forty percent of people genuinely believe she was responsible for a murder and had hidden some sort of cover-up. All right, but we tried to influence the American election. 
We did. Yes, the Minister for Jobs said Donald Trump is a disgrace. Enda Kenny said Donald Trump is a racist. Now, he denies he calls him a racist. He says what he, the words he used were racist. Yeah. But like that, the Paul Ryan defence. Yeah, that's the Paul Ryan. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we tried to influence that. We tried, Enda Kenny tried to influence the referendum on Brexit. Did he not? He went to Britain and he spoke to Irish migrant organisations in Britain and said, vote to remain. In fairly... Isn't, which is outrageous. Which is, like, why aren't you... You see, the problem with you liberals, it's always the same. It's only half a story with you. It's never the whole story. Why were you not jumping up and down when Enda Kenny was trying to influence a British election, actually went to the country. Like, at least Vladimir Putin didn't go downtown, downtown Dubuque, Iowa, and say, vote for, Putin, for, vote for Trump. Yeah, he outsourced it to a bunch of Macedonian teenagers <laughs> in, their, in their bedrooms <laughs> with fake news online. You're, you're unbelievable. He, this was, these are fairly useful. Like, for other leaders to be talking about potential candidates, you, it's, it's usual enough to say, look, this is the candidate that we've worked before, that we have an understanding with, this is the person that we know. We'll work with anybody. Nobody ever said in those Enda didn't go over and go let me tell you you should vote for Remain because Theresa May's a murderer like that's not that's not how that worked or David Cameron's a murderer that's not how that worked at all and the campaign was the underlying goal of this Russia campaign is to weaken the position of the United States in the world and is to weaken NATO and we should be worried about it from a European stance because if they weaken NATO then they try and start not they're not going to start a war they're going to creep further right, in and if, try and take more it, control of the continent right, if you're asking me and I were Vladimir Putin. Would I prefer Donald Trump in the White House or Hillary Clinton? I'd prefer Donald Trump. Yeah. Because I reckon Trump would be, because he had said so in the build-up to the campaign. More sympathetic. Yeah. In, in terms of NATO and in terms of, you know, all that sort of stuff. So therefore, Russia tried to influence the, the election. And the Kennedy said, hold on here, is Brexit good for us or bad for us? So therefore, I'd go over and I'd try and influence the election. The only difference is that we're trying to in, the, Putin is trying to influence the election of 300 million people. Uh, Enda is trying to influence the election of 50 million people. That's the only difference. And with a propaganda campaign. I think you have to admit that. If, if the campaign was based around inaccurate news stories that no, were shared widely you just online. Like, you just like Enda's propaganda and you don't like Putin's <laughs> propaganda. Propaganda is propaganda. There isn't such a thing as good propaganda and bad propaganda. Good propaganda is what works. Bad propaganda is that doesn't work. So if you're talking about propaganda, you have to award a medal to Joseph Goebbels because he was the best propagandist of them all before or since. That doesn't mean you like Joseph Goebbels, but you think he was one hell of a propagandist. Yeah, that's. I mean, he obviously was, and he's well known as that. But the point about it is... <laughs> the <laughs> the information that they were spreading online was not aimed it was aimed specifically at weakening the democratic party so that they were i don't think they genuinely thought trump was going to win and now that they have now that they have him in the white house i don't think they know what to do with him either because he's not he's not unpredictable he's totally random and those are two different things they they thought that they might be able to get something out of him like weakening of the sanctions right. or yeah. something along okay. those lines but well, they can't because he doesn't know what they don't right. know what he's going to tweet just next get off, just get off the Russian <laughs> stage like there's more going on 
Like, the attack on the Vice President and his wife is outrageous by the Liberal media. It's absolutely outrageous. Over the eating alone with a woman thing? Yeah. Ah, I think, okay. Okay, if you can defend this one, kiddo, you're some performer. All right, you tell me what's wrong with saying I'd prefer not to be seen alone with a with a, with a woman. Uh, if I'm having dinner with a woman, I'm going to bring my wife along. There's nothing wrong with saying I'm going to bring my wife along to a dinner. But there is a problem with saying I'm not going to meet with women at all because that's I don't trust them or myself or I have to treat them differently to the way I treat a male colleague. That's the wrong part of what Pence has said. No. Like Pence is a fundamental, a fundamentalist Christian, right? And he has strong beliefs in terms of sanctity of marriage and all that kind of stuff. The fact that George is having dinner with single women every night of the week and Ingrid is at home tucking into a boiled egg doesn't make Pence wrong. It just means that Pence has a, that kind of attitude. Then he also says, look, if there's going to be alcohol around, and there's tons of people anti-alcohol, there's tons of them, Right? I mean, you. so he says, I'm going to have my wife there or members of my family there. He's a strong family man. And people like you and your lefty-leaning liberals, you just beat down a family man. It's incredible that you're against the whole concept of family. Not against the whole you concept are. of family at all. Bring along your wife and kids if you like, but don't rule out that you're not going to speak to a woman outside of... A, outside of you know, sitting down opposite a woman just because your wife doesn't happen to be there. That's treating people totally differently based on their gender, which no, is the wrong no, part. No, of it. no, no. We got your system. Your system is, Monica, uh, would you like my cigar? Like, so it's okay for you. Like, the lefty liberals, you're okay with cigars and some poor young innocent intern. That's okay. You know, and your wife comes out then with the lefty liberals and says, you know, I'm not Tammy Wynette and stand by your man. Bill's a good guy. And she lied in her teeth about Bill the good guy. Well, and but like, you're conflating two different things. I'm You're conflating him not wanting to meet with a woman with him being a family man. Those are two different arguments. He can be a family man wherever and however he wants. No, he's not. He's simply So saying. you're saying he should, ne- he should never, if uh, he was to meet, if UN Ambassador Nikki Haley wants to meet with Vice President, that they should never do that alone. I just, th- I, I think, I quite like this guy. I mean, first of all, because he's very competent. Uh, he's held a lot of senior posts as a congressman, governor and everything else. And I quite like him. He turns around and he says, listen, this is the way I'm going to live my life. I'm not going to apologize for it. But of course, you, you say, you and all the other lefty woolies are saying, oh, no, terrible, terrible, terrible. I mean, why shouldn't he sort of say this is the way I want to lead my life? He, yeah, you see, I know, like, thing is, yeah, thing is, he goes to mass like somebody. You know, don't let him be Taoiseach of the country. He goes to mass. You can, do, mean, you can do what you like. You can, you're bringing in external things all over here I'm again. Not. And you fail to answer my question. If the, US, if the US ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley, wants to meet with Mike Pence, should they have to do that supervised because Mike Pence doesn't think it's a good he, idea for him to be in a room alone well, with What's her? wrong with having Mrs. Pence there? Nothing wrong with no, it. Well, but what's that's all right. But okay. That, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. But I don't think they have to make a... I don't think he should treat people differently. If he was going to sit down and meet with Donald Trump alone at a dinner, he should be able to sit down and meet with Nikki Haley at a dinner. That's my point. All right. Yeah. Okay.
Did I justify it? Am I a performer? Well, have you got anything else to talk about? She's been blown out of the water. This is a bad week. This is a bad week for the lefties. <laughs> okay, well, there there are a couple of other things. I, w- I did want to just bring up international relations in general. All right, we close on international We'll close relations. on international relations in general because, as I mentioned, Nikki Haley, the UN ambassador, she succeeded Samantha Power and what she's been saying essentially in the UN runs sort of contrary to what Trump has been saying in general in public. And the problem there is, as this clip from ABC's This Week show on Sunday illustrates, Martha Raddatz asked her, essentially, who should we believe, you or Trump? Okay. What do you think should happen to Russia for hacking into the U.S. election, for trying to influence the U.S. election? I think that, you know, first of all, the facts need to come out. If but there what was facts some... haven't come out? Seventeen well, U.S. intelligence agencies said they did that. Do you believe them? If well, certainly, I think Russia was involved in the election. There's no question about that. We don't want any country involved in our elections ever. And so, once that information comes out, I expect that that will be handled accordingly. President Trump has said he respects Putin, but you say you don't trust him. You've said the U.S. needs to take hacking seriously. President Trump has been dismissive of it. Which one of you should our allies and adversaries believe? I think we're both saying the same thing. It's just being reported differently. But there's no love or anything going on with Russia right now. They get that we're getting our strength back, that we're getting our voice back, and that we're starting to lead again. Oh, I tell you, that Martha Raddatz one is Adrian Collins in a skirt. <laughs> I mean, just the outrageous questioning. I'll take that compliment. The, She's uh, a fantastic no, journalist. She is not. The outrageous <laughs> questioning of the, of the ambassador to the UN, you know, not allowing her to finish her, her conversation. And more importantly, you know, this thing... It isn't all out there about Russian influencing the election. All we know about the election is, according to you, there was a few Macedonian loonies putting out (laughs) stories about Hillary bumping somebody off. Give me a break. But anyway, give me a break. I won't sack him. I know you're all ringing me (laughs) and saying sack Adrian Collins as our veteran White House watcher. Like Donald Trump, we're refusing. Uh, to be pushed by people to uh, get rid of such a nice guy as Adrian Collins, who's just slightly confused. But we are hoping in the coming weeks on Unprecedented to change him. We've got a kind of a camp now uh, where he'll be locked away for a week and we'll change his view. Hail to the sea, brave and chosen for the name.